It's Thursday, the 23rd of August, and you're listening to the Big Kickoff. Hello, welcome to the big kickoff. Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. David Buggle, welcome to the show again. How do? Glenn Keating. On show. Life is a roller coaster. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> How, how's uh, Super Pats this week? Uh, anyway, moving on. on. Yeah. <laughs> We've got the show there, uh, Royston Trenty. Well, we have Marie Collins from Luke and Harriers. Their new PRO. Their new PRO, yeah. <laughs> She's shaking her head here. She wants the job. She's... D- Please let her have the job, will you? <laughs> These are holding her back. Uh, yeah, Marie's going to talk about Luke and Harriers, and they have a running track, but they don't have a running track. They've Luke had and Wanderers now at the minute. Luke, yeah, they're, they're a bit homeless at the yeah. moment. So, yeah, Marie's on. She's going to talk. Give us an update on on yeah. what the situation is, and we will have a few other things that go on after that. Should play keep on running. <gasps> it's too late. Now. It's too late. Now. Still, yeah. <sighs> keep on running. Oh, right. So, what are we playing? I heard a bit of Oasis earlier on, and I, I just can't get away from it. So we're going to play the, the classic, the acoustic classic that is Wonderwall. And welcome back to the Big Kickoff and Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. If you want to text us, it's 87 And of course, if you want to email us about anything about your club, about any subject, it's the Big Kickoff 96.4 at gmail.com. Okay, join us in the studio today, and right now is Marie Collins, PRO, from Luke and Harrier's <laughs> Athletics Club. Uh, last April, the club were given the disappointing news that Crawford's, who had won the tender to build our new track, had gone into administration and that the work had stopped with immediate effect. Marie is going to give us an update on where the club stand now. Marie, welcome to the big kickoff. Thank you very much. And uh, my official title is Registrar. We wouldn't want to upset <laughs> the current PRO. <laughs> doesn't want the job. <laughs> right. Firstly, before we go into sure. the whole situation, um, where it currently stands now, can you give us a bit of history on Luke and Harriers and where it started and how it yeah, developed? Yeah, well, the club um, is actually celebrating its 40th anniversary this year. So we've been around for a while. Um, we have about 350 members, of which half are juveniles. Uh, we have a senior section of the club also, which consists of 
um, a Fit for Life group, which is about 80 members and the rest are between the senior men and senior ladies. So we're growing. Okay. We have a waiting list of juveniles as long as your arm. And we'd love to be able to accommodate them on a brand new spanking track. <laughs> and our Fit for Life section is also growing as running gains in popularity. Okay. Um, What's Fit for Life? Fit for Life is um, for runners like me who couldn't run from here to the car park and would like Go to get more interested in a fun environment without getting too competitive. Um, but doesn't always work out that way because we <laughs> actually have a group this year of about 40 members of Fit for Life who are actually tackling Dublin City Marathon. Um, but um, then you have the more typical member like myself, um, you know, 5, 10 Ks, that kind of thing. But it's all about just getting fit in a, in a fun and social environment. OK, and the club started because I know one of the men, Tom Bourne, yes, who indeed. started it years yeah. ago because yeah. I, yeah. I grew up around Tom Bourne. He was up at Lucan United yeah. Football Club as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably one of the nicest men I've ever met in my life very calm person mm-hmm. um, so how did it develop then like what were the immediate numbers and, and yeah so so back then um, they started training in Graffine Park um, I think AGP1 was, I think that's where they yeah. originated yeah. and they had a grass track and then as it started to you know grow a little bit and interfere with the football fields yeah. <laughs> um, you know it became apparent that they needed their own grounds so around 1983 the uh, land was identified and work started on a cinder track and that has served the club very very well over the, the last number of years but it really did you know over yeah yeah um outlived the yeah because we we would have this is a real local subject mm. now yeah. we would have grown up beside it because we went to the school looking community college beside right. it and we would have used it often yeah. 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 yeah and pushing go in anytime there was always a little psychic you can oh, go in yeah. anytime and absolutely. do a bit of yeah, yeah. absolutely but, uh, even then when we had that running track it always seemed that it was a sort of a secondary track i know it's an all-weather track mm. but you always looked at certain other tracks that had a better look to it rather yeah. than maybe the yeah. feel I don't know because I, yeah. I, I personally hate running I don't really like I've never enjoyed it only when you're playing football I can't run for the purpose you of running chase so. after is it yeah, yeah so but it always looked to me and definitely over the last oh the last five to ten years and everything yeah. in the last there year was, too wasn't yeah. there even yeah. with the the that's the thing where you do the, the hammer throw and <laughs> yeah. In, yeah. in that area yeah. the nets had torn apart and all, so it was desperately in need yeah, absolutely. I can only presume that again this is something that really as Dave would say grinds mm-hmm. my gears is that Lucan is a privileged area and you don't get things unless you know you're not easily not easily mm. not easily yeah, you have to work for them yeah um, so for the refurbishment side of things is is that something you can do or do you have to kind of get permission from the council first or well the, at the time the track is owned the, the ground is owned by south dublin county council right and we're the the tenants to put it in, in okay. simple terms so basically the development of the the track has to it all has to go through south dublin county council because luke and harriers don't own it okay. now that said we're paying for it right. um, mm. by and large. Now, we were fortunate to secure um, a sports capital grant in 2015, I believe, um, of 200K, which, you know, obviously is very, very welcome. And um, but that the balance has to be raised by Luke and Harriers. So, so you, when you, you know, sat down as a committee, yeah, just take us through that process, because some people don't 
when you have parents and uh, I suppose even some of the runners and stuff like that, they don't understand what com- committees do. Mm-hmm. What can you c- talk through the, the the process of of from the start when you decided we need a new track mm. to where you are now? Well, it actually um, came before my involvement in Luke and Harriers. Okay. I'm a bit of a blow into Luke and <laughs> so I've just been around in the club for about three years. Great. So Registrar, PRO, the <laughs> chairman. <laughs> so. She's gone straight to the club. No. <laughs> um, um, just don't do a pahiki on it now. So a lot of that work would have um, came in before my time, but... It would have involved putting, you know, engaging with South Dublin County Council, having plans drawn up, having tender documents, engaging consultants, mm. getting all that. Like an awful lot of work has to be done before the council are even in a position to put it out to tender. Yeah. So you're talking years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and a lot of hard work from a lot of people. And what about your fundraising side of things? How, yeah. how, how did that develop? Well, Obviously, there's fundraising all the time because you need yeah. funds to run a club. But yeah. this, you know, we've well, how many? How many would you've had? Who? Because I, I know it, it's very tough to keep going back to the same well all the time, yeah. asking the same people. So we people had some big events, like we ran um, "Who Wants to Be a Thousand Air" competition. Yeah. Mm. We, you know, and um, we got great support from local businesses and the community for that, and the other fundraisers that we've had. Like last year, we had a quiz, um, which was really, really successful, and. On an ongoing basis, the members uh, volunteer to steward at races. So we had the Rock and Roll Half Marathon a couple of weeks ago. We had a team of 20 or 30 Luke and Harriers out there on the course, not running, but stewarding. Mm. And we get an amount from Athletics Ireland for each steward that we provide. And our members do that year in, year out. And all of that money is being put aside to go towards the track. Yeah. We had a clothing collection during the year, um, again, which was run by the members and the parents of the juveniles. Um, and that raised six or seven hundred euros. Again, like there's no shortage of commitment from the members and the community to try yeah. and get the funds raised and get this project over the line. The, the other obstacle we have is around getting the new tender and, you know, since you alluded to it at the beginning of the interview, Crawford's were um, awarded the tender last year to build the track. Yeah. And happy days. The work started in February and we were all thrilled. And it looked like it was it was, you know, we were going to have our track for the summer. You know, we were at the point where we were going to run our annual Tom to Byrne race in yeah. September and have the official opening of the track. We so were that close. And then in April, the 18th of April, we heard that Crawford's had gone into um, administration. Yeah. So dreadful for the people employed by by Crawford's, but heartbreaking for Luke and Harriers because yeah. we're mm-hmm. right back at the at the practically at the beginning of. And the that process. was in April, wasn't it? That was in April. Okay. So, so that day, it was a Wednesday. We we had a committee. Coincidentally, we had our committee meeting that night. Um, that evening, by the evening of that day, South Dublin County Council had placed. 24-hour security on the site so they put a hut on the site and there's been round-the-clock security on that site ever so, since so who's paying for that well, i presume south dublin, south dublin council, council. Yeah. so they're they're pumping a lot of money into yeah. something that's not moving at all mm. 
yeah. that's a long time now. So you have April, May, June, July, August. Yeah, yeah four, four months, four months yeah. of someone looking yeah. after it. Now I know there's a, it's still equipment on it, is there? No, 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 that's no. That's been taken off. Yet. There's nothing, there's nothing in it at all. There's nothing. There's there's well, there's a lot of wild um, wildflowers yeah. and yeah. weeds rubble. and rubble. And and to be fair to South Dublin County Council, we understand the position that they're in. They're obliged to secure the track and secure the site. Yeah. We understand that they can't have somebody just wandering onto yeah. the site that might yeah. injure themselves. Yeah. However. It is, you know, when you think of all the efforts we put into fundraising and you look at this hut every yeah. time you go down there, yeah. you know, it's a hard, it's hard to look at that. Will there be an extra cost to the club, do you think? Or will it be? Well, at the moment, the tender documents were sent out in June, I believe, towards the end of June. The closing date was 31st of July. Yeah. Um, we haven't heard yet mm. what interest there is in the in the tender um, in in from contractors however we do have a meeting with them early next week where we're hoping to get more information on that hopefully there are a couple of bids in and there will be a bit of a you know they will be competitive we don't know at this point what what money we're talking about yeah. you know we're just it, it all, it all changes it could, it, it could change it all together it wasn't it yes because not alone are you looking for a contractor to come in you're looking for them to like there is a significant amount of work that was done yeah. but that had to be certified that has to be stood over because whoever takes this on has to you know take it all take on take it all on yeah, yeah. yeah. So you were trying to sneak in there uh, yeah now uh, like obviously the track isn't in a runnable condition no, at the no. moment so uh, what's the your training situation and like your you would obviously have some club events the club races like mm-hmm. what's What's going yeah. on with them now? Okay, like? so as I mentioned earlier on, we have a number of sections in the club. Um, our, you know, one of our greatest concerns is around the juveniles. We've mm. got 175 of them. It's all right for the seniors and the fit for lifers to be out on the roads. Yeah, you cannot do that with juveniles. No. This is juveniles, as children are talking about. Um, we have to have them in a secure. Lo- <laughs> secure location we don't mean lock them up yeah, we, need, yeah. <laughs> we need to keep them safe That's some, some, <laughs> some people might agree yeah. with that that's our, our primary <laughs> ro- you know we have to keep them safe number one yeah. okay so while we've had good weather um, and before the summer we, they don't usually train over the summer holidays we've had light in the evening and we've had them in Griffin Park which yeah. has mm. been okay not ideal but it's been okay um, and we've been using Western Hockey Pitch and we've hired some space in um, school halls and so on. Um, this gets more difficult though. It's going to get difficult now in the winter time. Yeah. Like, where do we go? We have had, um, you know, great support from the community. We had St. Joseph's School have been very good to us, um, allowing some of our sprinters to use their track. We've had an offer from Liffey Valley subject to insurance and so on they might allow us to train up there Okay. October. Now, that would be Where something Liffey Valley? inside, after hours. After hours, inside yeah. Liffey yeah. Valley itself? Yeah, possibly. Subject <laughs> to insurance considerations okay. and it's being worked out. But they have offered. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's it's actually, even if it didn't work out, it's wonderful that they've actually seen our situation and said, you I'm know willing what, to we, give we a want hand. to help. Yeah. We want to help. How can we help? Which yeah. is great. And all of that is, is great in the short term, but it's not sustainable. So, support from TDs or anyone around, has there been much? There has. And in in fairness to our local councillors and TDs, they have been very good in helping, you know, number one, help us get the sports capital grant. They've been very helpful in, um, you know, keeping the pressure on and helping us to find out what's happening, helping us to navigate all these issues. Mm. Um, You know, so I can't can't complain on that on that front. Yeah. Um, And 
And we understand that South Dublin County Council have to abide by public procurement rules and they have a job to do and they have to go through certain hoops yeah. and, and so on. But it is very, very frustrating yeah, to, yeah. to the members. It really is. It's, so, it's I said before, it's something that I'm baffled by how long it takes procedures to go through. You would think now at this stage, it, it's April, four months mm. is a long time mm-hmm. to put a tender back in place. W- yeah. Once it was already in place beforehand, I can't understand how it takes so long. If it doesn't get built mm. before the winter, can it get built over the winter or do, do you have to wait till after the winter now, again? I'm not, I'm not a builder, so but my, well, what under- have you my understanding yeah, is yeah. that um, there but are weather dependencies. Like you need certain temperatures you know the temperature needs to be at a certain level in yeah. order to lay the track yeah. and once the temperature b- drops below that you have to wait for the good weather um, right. or the warmer weather to to do that so there's a time pressure there if this doesn't get underway in the next short while we, we could be looking You're into looking next, next year spring. you know and that's yeah. that's a long time and in relation to the bill is it just the new modern track or what's the other bells and whistles that will come with it well phase one and that that's what we're talking about here mm. is simply the track right it's simply the track we've had to look at getting additional funding for a fence <laughs> there's a temporary fence down there now <laughs> seeing that one <laughs> but um, that's not going to cut it when we have our brand mm. new spanking track um, hopefully in the not too distant future okay you know and then you know looking to phase two you would be looking to do the infield yeah but that's a whole new project yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know we've so really at the, the at the moment now the committee at Luke and Harriers are playing a sitting and waiting game and yeah. it's really a call out to South Dublin County Council yes. can yeah. you give us a little bit not, of a heads up what's that. going on how long it'll take and you know is there any way it can be moved along? Yeah. So yeah. hopefully we will have an update on that at our meeting on Monday. We'll be hoping to hear that they're, you know, in a position to award the tender and fingers crossed, you know, that's what it'll be. And it'll be within our budget. There's a lot of ifs there. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So so what are the plans? Sorry, I, I came back to it. Uh, what are the plans for the winter if the track isn't built? What, what, uh, is it going to be? Something like Liffey Valley, or is it going to be more schools for uh, kids? It could be school for the kids. It could be the schools. We'll have to see. Like we really are a little bit in the dark at the moment. Um, Mm. You know, we'd be looking at possibly school halls, possibly Weston, possibly Liffey Valley. Okay, we don't. Whatever you can, whatever you can get. You know, as long as it's a safe space for the children to train, that's that's all we need. Who's your uh, current PRO at the moment? That's Fancha Gibson. Okay, and uh, and Fonja, I'm not take, tra- taking your crown. <laughs> There's pressure there. Pressure. <laughs> Listen, uh, Marie, we'll leave it at that. Okay. Hopefully, in South Dublin County Council, uh, step up to the plate and, and mm-hmm. rush it along a little bit because I know these proce- procedures do take a little bit of time. Sometimes I'm not sure myself. This is my personal opinion that they need to take that long. But hopefully, they they roll up their sleeves and even give you an indication of of what way what patch are going. Best look for the future, and uh, you'll never see me down that track. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you after the break. Thank you. Broadcasting to Lucan, this is Liffey Sound, 96.4 FM. And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound, 96.4 FM. Again, as I said, it's 87 if you want to text in to us and, and, and any sort of topic at all that you want to discuss. Or and you disagree with what we're saying. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people out there who do, don't agree with everything that we say. And again, hopefully with Luke and Harriers, 
that they do get that little push on because uh, facilities, so many kids down there, so many uh, adults, and we're always pushing people to get out, get fit, be active, and they certainly need that uh, new track just to keep things going. In, uh, and I think yeah. it's the only one we have in our... It 50, is, like... For 50,000 people, so... 60,000 nearly, yeah, is the... Your census you did last week, was it? Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> no. No, no, no. For once, no. I'm back! Okay, so, Glenn, do you have something? Yeah. Uh, been a lot going on this week. There's been a lot of, uh, you know... New, moving into the new world uh, that is, you know, football, PR, we've had the likes of... Oh, we're going to start playing Premier League matches in America. And we're going to start playing La Liga matches in England, and we have the uh, the very easily available, but very kind of low demand but high availability Man City documentary, as it's been called. Yes. You know, it's supposed to be very good, but we move over to Italy. Okay. We have Lazio. Golazzo! You see, you go around football matches and you see these lads, the ultras, you know, throwing mopeds off. off the top tier and all that. Uh, that okay. was, yeah, you see them lighting flares, smoke give, give bombs. Us, give us a background to them. Do you know, um, a strong bunch. Yeah, you know, Lazio, Italy is where the whole ultra comes from, and Lazio very fond of their vocal like the 12th man they believe strongly in the 12th man um but they've taken to their non-budget you know their non-budget organization like they have no money whatsoever but they all comes out of their own pocket they've got posted printed out and they've been sticking them up again, uh, around the city of rome and around the province of lazio saying um women are not welcome in the <laughs> curve of nord which is Jeez. you know the north curve as it translates directly um <laughs> Uh, in the ultra section, you know, no wives, no daughters, no girlfriends, blah, blah, blah. It's a long blah. Bit way and of then, saying no women, yeah. And then it goes on to say, compare it to the trenches of the war. So um, <laughs> so what, what, what is this about? They don't want women it's, in their section. They believe. In the ultra section. It's a sa- sacred thing, you know, it's a, a masculine thing. You know, it, it's only for men. <laughs> okay. It, they, they should, and it's been sponsored by Yorkie. Is there a certain political alignment or is there a certain... Uh, I blame Donald Trump. Is it, it can't be Trump. Never <laughs> <laughs> know, like... Is, <laughs> is there a, 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 is there an, there's a bit of a Nazi element over in Italy. Is there some yes, link? Yes, there is. Of course there is. Sure. Yeah. It, it, like in every country in, in most of Central Europe now, the, the far-right parties are coming to the fore, but that's for another day and another show. Um, probably ring in at 3 o'clock on Luke and Live so, uh, to get into that. But yeah, no, there is that element. So obviously this is where these, these people are coming more to the fore and they think they're kind of as I said coming to the more into power and they feel like they can say stuff like this now and get away with it well 10 or 15 years ago we'd all been up in arms but yeah it's, you know, it's sad their their whole point that a lot of these ultras groups make is uh, against modern football against like the looks of half and half scarves and all the stupid things but you know g- comparing this if you've ever watched documentaries about football on Netflix you know Aye. like Down the, to the, the casuals <laughs> the casuals very good documentary but it goes through all you know the casual revolution of football but there was a lot of women and there was a lot of you know black people involved in that as well which would have been frowned upon at that point but you know everyone is, was accepted in this and the whole point of it they're trying to get across is against modern football but you know that was old-fashioned football as anyone could go to the game so you know they're kind of doubling over on themselves if you go to any of these football clubs the amount of women that are w- working behind the scenes to keep these clubs going yeah. it doesn't make sense that they 
you know, certain type of people, obviously, you know, want their, you know, it's like a, a man shed, is it? Except it's a huge one in the Olympic Stadium. But I, I don't get it. It doesn't, it doesn't, I can't see where their logic comes from. I, I can't see it Just catching on down the yeah. turf. Down to turf. Speaking <laughs> of down to turf, they were beaten three one tonight by Olympiakos in the first leg that's out not, in Athens. That's, that's not dead out now. No, two nil and away goal and all that. Celtic obviously drew one all away to Saduva. Any idea where they're from? Saduva. Yeah. Well, um, obviously they're probably from Saduva, but any country now? No, don't, don't. Too late. And uh, Rangers uh, in the 83rd minute, they're still one nil up against FC UFA. And Ufa, did, Ufa. You, did you see that there was a chance that Rangers were going to get the walkover? Because visas. they couldn't get their visas and they didn't think they were going to get their visas on time at FC UFA, but they did. Uh, Stephen Jarrod was didn't want to get a walkover into this. He said, I don't want to get a yeah, walkover, he, yeah. I want to get through. Especially if Celtic played our way in and yeah, this yeah, whole one-upmanship and all that crack. Yeah, uh, Ten-man Burnley, so someone got sent off. Uh, your man Gibson, the new signing from Borough. Oh, a very, very good player, yeah. 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 Dave? Uh, golf. Okay. We're going golf. Tiger Woods obviously giving it the big one this week to his uh, millionaire friend JP McManus congratulating Limerick on their uh, tremendous all Ireland win decent game fairly solid game obviously obviously I'm golfing sidetracking here for a second but them last five minutes that was incredible drama um, for the big prize which obviously Limerick got and uh, yeah th- um, coincidentally it tied in with an interview about the 2020 Pro-Am that's taking place in a dare manner dare manner got a bit of a facelift and it's back up and running again one uh, top hotel in the world correct so, so there's a lot of money pumped into that. A lot. It's of the start money of as I, as we mentioned once or twice before. It's the start of the PR. Um, what would you call it? Car, um, cartwheel. Um, what what would you call it? The mem- basically the momentum momentum, momentum for momentum mm-hmm. for a push. I think it's for the 2026 Ryder, Ryder Cup. Cup. Yeah. No. Um, it's been rubber stamped for it. So that's going to be the big kind of test or it says a few people as you said Tiger Woods now who will back the and back conveniently the shows up this week and he's giving it the big one in it. but to go back to him he's having a a, a one off duel winner takes all for nine million dollars in Las Vegas Thanksgiving weekend against Phil against Mickelson Phil Mickelson and Phil Mickelson decided to join Twitter this yeah. week just so he could go on it and what was he doing giving it the big one yeah giving it the big one to him. so listen. what was his tweet do you remember what the tweet was he put in no idea Oh, it's, it's something to do with, like, uh, you hardly think it was going to be an easy $9 million or something for you. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? Ah, look, if, if it helps the game or whatever, grand. Listen, Will there's, there's probably some rich money man behind it. It's probably a Vegas thing, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, when you get these residencies for two or three years over there or whatever. I'd say it's something like that. One of the hotels is coming up with a big idea to try and get people in for the weekend. But would you I'd, Come watch the golf and then go and spend all your millions on in... in uh, in all the casinos I love golf I, mm. lo- I love watching golf I, I wouldn't I, be rushing I, to watch it I don't play it I, I just I wouldn't be interested like do you remember the old school ones they probably still do remember the skins games Skin. oh remember yeah remember skins where yeah, like, yeah. the first hole everyone would play whoever, whoever got like if most of them were halved but say the first one was for $20,000 and I got a three and everyone else got a four I win the $20,000 yeah. onto the next hole yeah, yeah. And, and then as the four goes on it goes up to 50 and, and depending on the size of the tournament, but you haven't a good old skins weekend or one off one like that anymore. That'd be good. Yeah, like that'd be interesting. There. Do you ever do you ever play killer pill? You know, you should bring that into golf. You know, yeah, yeah, you, you have a shot. You know, we have three shots to put the ball on it, <laughs> and if you don't do, yeah, you lose a life. In fairness, you're, you're out. And you then, quicker do that in Vegas. Get tw- eighteen players, yeah. so one goes every hole. 
somehow come up with yeah, something. Do it. Do something it on a par three. Yeah. So you could do something, especially somewhere or like nine, Vegas. Nine and nine holes or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like, especially like somewhere like Vegas, you could really do something on that. A one-off weekend, it's not part and parcel of the But game. you'd have to have, you'd have to have like John Daly there on a, at his best with a can. <laughs> well, half drunk. Uh, <laughs> shooter, well, well, shooter McGavin. A few ladies on either side. <laughs> Shoot him again, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's taking place, and that's in Vegas. Vegas Thanksgiving weekend. So that's the third Thanksgiving is usually was it the third Thursday of November. So okay. it'll be the weekend after. There was a second in England already. Do, do tell. Gary Johnson from Cheltenham Town got sacked after uh-huh. just one point, but from four games. Now my thing isn't about Gary Gibberg. Gary, Gary Rowett should be uh, feeling very nervous. Very under... Especially after so the shenanigans much. with McLean and a few of the boys last yeah, night. Yeah, I heard there was a bit of a rumble. But my thing is, four games. This, this, I always go back to this about if you look at the chairman and the board and all. If you're sacking a manager after four games, you have failed. And you want to look at yourself 100%. deeply as, as someone on the board. or the, Because... And the same same thing with Manchester United. If they sack Mourinho, they want to look hard at themselves and think, right, we need to reshuffle here. Something's gone yeah. wrong at the top and who, who's organising and, and, and uh, putting these managers in place. So I, I say week in, week out. You know, there's too much money in the game, especially in England. You know, It's the fact like Shelton have the money at the four games to sack a manager. Yeah. Yeah. Shelton yeah, Town. Shelton like. Town. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's gone beyond crazy now at this stage. Got Golf. like in our day. Down to turf. Go on. You love him. Go on. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just a little quick nod to that. Yeah, apparently James McLean was involved in a bust up with uh, goalkeeper Jack Butland at half time. Uh, another bad defeat. I think they've got a point in four. Um still fairly much. I remember watching the game against Leeds, still very much a what you would class on paper as a very, very strong squad. Um but unfortunately he got some Premier League players, but Premier League players who are probably not willing to not necessarily adapt, but to fight in the championship because it's a little bit different. You can't just be silky. Yeah, you know, you have to roll up your sleeves rough, once in a while. Because yeah. Leeds, in fairness, as good as they were, they were just incredibly committed for the, the game I've seen. Yeah. And yeah. It, they just completely out, outfought them and outran them. So it'll be interesting. And maybe this is where McLean is coming from. I have no idea how the game went. I presume he's the type who doesn't stop and gives a 100% commitment in everything he does. And maybe he's pissed off that others aren't. I don't know. But uh, yeah, there's a few of them at it uh, yeah. at halftime. And Gary Rowett... I don't remember Gary Rowe doing anything. How is he getting these jobs? Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not slating him or slagging him or anything like that. But like Birmingham, he's always Derby he's always quoted for yeah. the top jobs, and he's done okay jobs with different clubs, like, but never, he never got a team up. Never done that in spectacular. Like, that's what's surprising. Like he never got a team up. So um, I think his biggest job was Derby when they were kind of hitting their peak. Remember McLaren nearly got them there to the promised land, and then yeah. I think he came in after, and I don't think he got them too close. And that's about as close as he got. And all of a sudden, there he is at a big... J- and they'll be wanting... There'll be no messing about there. That's not a project. It's straight back up. Um, yeah, and it's not happening. He's in trouble. We, 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 Sad. We go up real north to Newcastle. Up north. <laughs> Newcastle United fans have found a way to infuriate Mike Ashley. And it's absolute genius. Did you hear about it? <laughs> no. no. I think I actually have. I've seen Do a picture. The, the Magpies ha- uh, have decided to make their own website... And it's called sportsredirect.com. <laughs> and this is getting, they can't get at him by protesting. So they've made it th- this website, sportsredirect.com. And what it does is when, when people go to look at sportsredirect.com, it sends out uh, p- people who are looking to buy any sports gear to every other sports shop. <laughs> 
online around the, the, the world. Super genius. So it is. And so they're really, this is a, a fascinating way of putting the boot into Super. it. Because he was not listening to the, to the fans at all. Has he got the club up for sale though? Yes, I think he has it. But is it a bit too much of a price? I'm surprised no one's jumped in there. I'm surprised myself. I I think he's added quite a lot of debt. Debt. Debt to to Newcastle. Yeah, maybe that's maybe it's not. I think I seen a Newcastle in numbers. You know, when the you know the most expensive player bought is from like three, four. I think it's eight million actually this year. Now in his history, and the most expensive player sold as thirty million. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it just it doesn't balance out balance out when he bought them they were 70 million in debt and now they're 78 million yeah so, in, okay. in debt who sponsored Man United now Chevrolet is it Chevrolet, Chevrolet DHL yeah. pick, a, pick a brand yeah. speaking of which there. Liverpool got a new one as well this week Levi's oh, oh really do you know where, oh, no, where, are, where are Wranglers gone do you remember them jeans? Where have all the Wranglers <laughs> gone? Out with the Cowboys. Yeah. Do you remember Wranglers? Rustling some cattle no, out in It used to be Wranglers in Levi. Do you remember Wranglers now? No. Uh, no. Glenn, yeah, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn. 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 It was Glenn. Levi's or Wranglers. Levi's. Wasn't there Dingoes as well? Wasn't there dodgy jeans called Dingoes or something? No. no. Uh, I'm just going to shut up now. Tesco's. <laughs> You're listening to Liffy Sound. <laughs> www.liffysoundfm.ie Listen online. Community radio at its best. And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. Dave, yeah. d- dingoes are real. Dingoes are real. Dodgy 70s, 80s uh, jeans. I just knew there was. I just I, got a flashback. I, I, I are, are every Most jeans from the 70s and 80s were pretty dodgy, though. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of dodgy... Uh, Spare a thought for John Song Ming Young, Spurs' yeah. finest. Yes. Oh, yeah. He is under serious pressure to get a gold medal at the Asian Games. So Otherwise, he gets... he'd be. Whoa, whoa, in the army. I believe that. Now, yeah. I didn't know he had a, a way of getting over that. He's yeah. facing a 21 military conscription, but there is special exemptions, and one of them exemptions is extraordinary sporting achievements. And previous people have, well, I presume it's men, previous men in, Korea, in South Korea have got out. Um, by winning a gold medal at the Asian Games. But so the, they're saying if they do win and he gets a gold medal, he might get away with it. But no, and he will. has to do it by a certain age. So if he it's doesn't... 27, yeah. isn't it? Um, no, so you actually, if you do win a gold... Ticking. Not the last time, you know, South Korea bet North Korea in the final. Mm. Um, and all that team was really, was able... You know, yeah. They don't have to do their... Uh, conscription. Uh, conscription, yeah, military, that's yeah. it. Um, but he wasn't allowed. He was... It was a... Who was managing Spurs at the time four years ago? Was it Poch? I think Poch wasn't around. No, it wasn't. Oh, name. Tim Sherwood? Oh, no. Uh, it could have been, but... Martin Yaw. Who knows? He, 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 just, he, d- he, didn't, he, he didn't let him travel. Travel. He wouldn't let him go, so he would have got away with him. Yeah. Yeah, so in the next game, I'm not sure if it's the... It's a knockout game, but they're playing the top seeds Iran in the next one. So that's a game where it means a little bit more. And as Bill Shankly once said, uh, football... Was it? It's it's not about life and death. It's more important than that. I think in this yeah. case for some, for, for, it's football. very much it's potentially. More more, oh. <laughs> so would, yeah, would let's you, all cheer for South Korea in the next two weeks. Would you go on uh, army duty if you had to? Well, if it's part if of the law, like if you, if if you're born in a country and that's the way it is, it it'll be well bred into you. If you know what I mean. If it's something that only came in now, we'd all be up in arms. Go, no, it's not good enough. I, that, I, I didn't really understand that question. If you had to, would you do it? Like you don't have a choice. You kind of have to. Or no, jail. Yeah, you just leave. leave or go country. to jail. <laughs> okay, now it's time for. Ooh yeah! Beat the 
This is League of Ireland. It's game over. <laughs> I'm not playing up to League of Ireland. He is, he is the worst brain ever. He already has his excuses. If this is League of Ireland, I am not playing. Shut up, will I'm you? not playing. Jesus Christ. Stupid. He's moaner. I'm not playing. Okay. Beat the brain. Do you know what beat the brain no, is? I'm not having a clue. It's a okay. quiz, but if it's, it's a League a of Ireland, it's, it's Will easy. you bug shut up, no, will you? For no, Christ's sake. Yeah, really. Jamie Lovemark's winning uh, the FedEx Cup player. <laughs> I just want to say Lovemark. Okay, so what we have is, we have beat the brain quiz between David the brain Buggle <laughs> and Glenn. Glenn, life is a roller coaster, Keith. Hey, baby. What it is, we have a Dave is unbeaten. The brain is unbeaten. We've had many a guest in who has never beaten them. Your so, own life, you better not win. So you, <laughs> you have a chance here to upset the brain. Right, you've already upset me. No, he's I'll shaking. Be upset League of Ireland. He's shaking already. When did I have? When, when did I have just a League of Ireland? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's just he wants add, this to end. Imagine uh, oh yeah, he wants this to end. I was all Ireland quiz finalists. <laughs> For what? <laughs> Uh, I was actually general just knowledge or I was oh, you the, were the sports, sports guy. guy in the team. Ooh. Oh, this is <laughs> uh, this is this is uh, right. Okay, relax yourselves. Okay, because you are uh, the challenger. Challenger, Glenn. Yeah. Do you oh, want questions A? You can look or questions B. Put your phone down. No, sorry. Um, I, I'll be nice. I'll let the brand choose what questions he wants. No, I've asked. No, you, you have to choose, mate. You, you have, have to choose. choose a or B. Go with B. B. Okay. <laughs> Dave, you're up first. Ooh. The EFL Championship, English Oof. Football League, Oof. is well underway now. Can you tell me the top three teams in the table? <laughs> you will get a point for each. Uh, Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know any? <laughs> yes. No, don't no. say that. Don't say Do you know any? Don't say that. You don't, no, you don't have to answer. But do you? Do you know any of that? Leeds. Go on, bugger. You don't have to answer. It's my answer. Don't, talk, do you to know any don't talk to him. He doesn't know what's going on. Do you know any others? He, he's, he's, <laughs> he's so confused. He is. <laughs> but I bet you'd be like Rain Man when you ask him this question. Look at him. Ah, definitely, definitely 72. Definitely. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm stalling here and it's not working. Uh, Leeds. Uh, who's had a good start? Christ. One of the Sheffields, maybe. And what's your final answer ah. then? <sighs> You've two more to get. Right, two. Well, you haven't told me which Sheffield. Ah, United. And no, I'm struggling there. Der- no, it's not even Derby. Ah, Villa. Okay. Can, can, can I just? It actually you means can't. nothing. No, right, it means no. nothing. Because I actually do. I have to get them in the right order, or just in the tree? No, you got to get the tree. I, yeah, I I'm yeah. not going to tell you until I ask Glenn his question. Okay, and Glenn is your question is: Can you tell me the bottom three teams? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's not fair. We are QPR. Yes. I would have got that. We, we were just talking about this. I would have got that. Stoke. They're not even in there, are they? Yeah, you're right. It is yeah, Stoke. Stoke. Moving QPR on. Stoke. Third one. Um. Birmingham. Ooh, you've definitely two. The top three, Dave, are Leeds, Middlesbrough, and Bolton. I was going to say yeah, that. Yeah, Bolton are. And the bottom three are Stoke, Reading, and QPR. Reading, Reading. Yeah, they've lost three out of three. QPR are in serious trouble. Yeah. There's four questions and... 2-1. Uh, 2-1 one. One to Glenn. Dave. She starts slow. So she says. How many <laughs> minutes did it take Russia to score the first goal in the opening match? Oh, now, Jesus. hold on. I'm going to give you f- uh, uh, four p- potential... Four? That's worse. No, I'll give you four two. potential <laughs> answers. Was it the third, the 12th, the 44th, or the 69th minute? <laughs> 
Twelfth. Is correct. Oh, yeah. Easy question. Easy question. Starting to find me rhythm now. Oh, yeah. Glenn. (laughs) Stop rubbing off Glenn. (laughs) He's a minor. (laughs) Glenn. Which team won all three of their group games without conceding a goal? Again, I'll give you four. Was it Croatia, France, Uruguay, or Belgium? Okay, can you name the four again? Uh, that is just ridiculous. Croatia, France, Uruguay, or Belgium? Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, Uruguay. Uruguay is right. Well played, so I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't even thought of him. I just, I, I knew. I was trying to think. France. Yeah, got anyway, great story. Uh, Let's go. Cheers. <laughs> now, well done. Question three. Spot my elbow. <laughs> it actually is. It's killing me. Which city will host the 2019? Rugby World Cup final. Dave. I know. Do you know why? Because I've got my ticket. I think I know as well. Fogging the town is all mine, all mine. Fogging the town is all mine. Oh, yeah. Newcastle. I'm going to be there, Shano. It better have that on the paper. Which city will host the 2019 Rugby World Cup final? All right, that was the champion. You're my champion. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Newcastle. Can I take it back? You can take it. I'm. Uh, now hold on, hold on, no. Turning Japanese, yes, I'm turning Japanese, I really think so. Tokyo, has to be Tokyo. Could be another city in Japan, but I'm going with Tokyo. Yokohama. That's in Tokyo. Yokohama. Second largest city. Ah, that actually hurt. And it's, also, it's actually next door, that's where the World Cup, final, the World Cup yeah, final was held. Ah, rookie move, rookie move. Not, you need to slow yourself down. I was always going to no, say don't. Tokyo. Glenn. Yeah. Which city will host the 2022 Winter Olympics? Thank God, I thought you had to said the Champions Cup there. That would have been a kick in the gut. Winter Olympics. <gasps> I'd have won if in his questions. I would have won if I had your questions. <laughs> You're just probably going to win now anyway. Oh, God. Winter Olympics. Correct. So it'll be somewhere cold. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Jeez, you've whittled down my shortlist. Iceland's a chance. Maybe Iceland's in the name. Um, that has to be a time limit here. Canada? Moving on. Beijing. Let's go. Beijing. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't class that as being Nightmare. Nightmare. Neither would I have, but... Sochi, Sochi isn't a winter place either. That's their summer spot in Russia. Why don't you have a mountain? You're fine. <laughs> it's like the top of the hill at Spar in Lucan. Under <laughs> the tree at Spar. <laughs> okay, Dave. I'm annoyed. You kind of need to win this. Yeah, and he gets around. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Dave. Which Irish golfer, and you need to think long and hard about this, played in 10 successive Ryder Cup teams? This is going to Think be. logically now. This is back in the day when it was GB in Ireland. has to be. Because Paddy Harrington wouldn't have done 10, I don't think. I don't think it's the modern day boys. I'll ask the question again. Yeah. Which Irish golfer played in 10 successive Ryder Cup teams? Oh, successive. Mm-hmm. So if it's 10, that is over a span of 18 years. And Harrington, I'm just trying to get rid of him out of my head for it. So Harrington definitely wasn't in the last one. Say he was in 2014, 96. Mm. No, he wasn't 10. I think it was one of the GB and I days. He's not giving me any 
little flickers. Got a texture, is he? <laughs> I wish he did. Pete, we hadn't got somebody listening. Why didn't some one of my mates listen and just send me a quick text or something? Uh, yeah, you're gonna have to push me here. I'm gonna have to guess. Um, I'm gonna stick to me gut and go, kind of the GB and I days. That's probably not him either. Des Smith. Christy O'Connor. I knew it was Jim! Junior! Or Senior? I think it's Senior. A long way back. I knew it! <coughs> Glenn. Yeah? Doesn't matter. What? Stupid. I'm going to play a song. What is the maximum number of clubs permitted in a golf bag? <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I have a melted... M- melted? <laughs> mental <laughs> image of a golf bag here in my head. Is Count the clubs in it. it 11. Dave. You were thinking 13 and a putter, weren't you? Yeah. Which is 14. Yeah, 14. 14. Doesn't matter. Well done. Well done, Glenn. What? The, I don't I forget the score. Heavy who wears the crown. You won 3-2. On, hey. the, on the back of uh, the championship. Fucking junior. I told you, I hate Premier League football for a reason. <laughs> junior. I know. <laughs> Dave, any sports news? Happy who wears the crown. Pope. Yeah. We all know the Pope's coming, don't we? Do. Yeah. So, don't do that. My little, uh, ah, here we go. We're back. So, uh, I was having a little look to see. We all know, obviously, Pope John Paul II was a goalkeeper in his early days before he joined the priesthood in uh, in Poland. And obviously, Pope Francis, uh, who was it? The big, he's a staunch is it River Plate or one of the top? Like he's from Argentina, but he's a serious whichever one of the big boys. Uh, so he's a big soccer fan. So I had a look into it. So was there any kind of links with Pope and sport and something? Like I really was afraid when I was typing it in. But anyway, <laughs> we got a quick one, and it's kind of a funny, light-hearted one because it, it's kind of more to play on the name than anything. So there's these are the top ten popes in sport, and the first one, would you believe, was Celestine Babiero. Celestine Babiero. Former Chelsea and Newcastle fullback was named after Pope Celestine V. Who knew there was a Celestine? Yeah. That didn't stop former Toon chairman Freddie Shepard lab- labelling the Nigerian a disgrace who didn't pull his weight. Oh. There you go. We Celestine have Tom Pope. Babiero. Famous uh, Port Vale striker who scored 27 goals a couple of seasons ago when uh, Port Vale were in uh, League One. Remember him well? Port Vale? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah. I bet you did. Stephen Pope, the now retired South African cricketer, the 40-year-old, used to play for Cape Province from the Cape of Good Pope. I mean, sorry, Hope. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> See now, what I did, did there? Did you read that straight as it's written there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that cheesy. Well, I'll try. <laughs> then we got um, Paul the Pope Owens, manager of the Philadelphia Phillies 1980 World Series winning team, earned his papal nickname because of his resemblance to Pope Paul VI. Then we have Chuck the Pope Nall. It seems we have an American team here. Yeah. This four-time Super Bowl winning coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers earned his religious nickname due to his unswerving belief in the football philosophy. Sport is religion indeed. Then we have Herb Pope, heavenly name, but the former American University basketball player seems to have turned to the dark side after being arrested in January for allegedly pull- pulling a gun in a Pittsburgh bar, oh, <laughs> <right>. bar owner. <laughs> anyway, then we have... The Pope, D'Angelo De Niro. Real name Elijah Burke, but uses his Pope moniker to assume the identity of a Harlem Street preacher in the daft world of wrestling. <laughs> Obviously, we have Brent Pope, 
Unremarkable, unremarkable <laughs> former rugby union player from New Zealand. Never played for the All Blacks, but after stints at Dublin clubs, St. Mary's and Clontarf in the 90s, eventually made a name for himself as a pundit on Irish TV. Totally due to his rugby insight and nice guy persona, not his Roman Catholic friendly name. Obviously, then there's Pope John Paul II, who, uh, as a, a young kid, was a keen footballer and played between the sticks before going on to save souls, not goals, in the Vatican. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> And then there's Roberto a few, there's, a few, there's a few souls he didn't <laughs> Moving save. quickly on, uh, Roberto <laughs> Mancini, not named after a Pope, but the Manchester City manager is a devout Catholic and a fan of the recently retired Pope Benedict. Not so recent. Uh, pointedly thanking the German for his work in Rome after City won... Uh, yeah, thanking the German for his work in Rome after a 2-0 uh, win over Chelsea. But uh, yeah, so there you go. There's some Popes in sport. And you have your man Pope is it? Who plays for? Uh, just Portland? a shout out to Darren. I get this from absolute nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> the dark web. The dark web. <laughs> the dark web. FIFA nineteen. Where were you about ten minutes oh. ago? And you give me answers. <laughs> Jesus. FIFA nineteen. Yeah. Two, Cannot wait. Two hundred new faces and sixteen new stadiums that will give fan or will get fans of Spanish football very excited. Seems there's a whole load of new faces coming on, and they must have got the rights for the La Liga. Dave, you would know more about this, would you? They got the rights um, to Champions League, didn't they? Champions, Champions League, League and Europa League, yeah. Europa but um, League. they had the Liga there, but they obviously got more because yeah, they had the big grounds like the Mestalla and the Bernabeu and the New Camp. But maybe they have. They, I think they have the rights. Maybe to they the have clubs all now, twenty they? grounds or something. Yeah, what it says here in a trailer titled "The Definite La Liga Experience," there are hundreds of screen grabs yeah. and information that were announced and hinted at. Mostly to do with, you guessed it, the Spanish league. Yeah. Which is um, one of the features they have, and this is just, you know, this is just little add-ons, just give it a bit of atmosphere. The crowds and stuff like that, they'll be taking selfies of each other and <laughs> recording the games on their phones and stuff like that. So they're, going, they're trying to go to the, real details, aren't they? The kind of PR machine is really going to kick up a notch over the next couple of weeks when they start releasing the player cards and what their stats yeah, are going to yeah. be for the ultimate team. Like It stoked up a little bit there a couple of weeks ago when they released some new icons and obviously Jared and Lampard are in it this year and it was very much oh who was the slightly better and I think I think Lampard's a Lampard's. 91 and Jared's a 92 so everyone's like oh yeah. FIFA think Jared was a slightly better player but their stats are actually quite even um, but Cruyff is in it this year now so uh, and a few other uh, the classics I'm, I'm raging they got rid of Roy Kane when was he on it must have been a few years it ago was it was not the year not last year the year before yeah. so not 18 I think it was 17 he was on it raging yeah. they got rid of him he was uh, he's class he is. He is a legend as well. I'll find out next Friday. They reckon that the FIFA 19 demo is close and with all signs pointing to a September release. They September 2019. They reckon 28. that oh. there will be nine teams to choose from in the demo. Bayern Munich, yeah. Juventus, PSG, City, yeah. United, Dortmund, Madrid, Madrid. A lot, a lot of his um, as well. You have Alex Hunter back this year. For his yeah. final year. His final. I was, I, it was actually, yeah. Emotional. Yeah, apparently he's joining Madrid. Yeah, so that's he's uh, he's some player. He starts off with a, a club you pick, uh, and then this season he ends up at the Galaxy, uh, and then he ends up at another club. I picked. This is in two go. seasons. I picked uh, PSG. Did you? Yeah, Who'd you yeah. pick to play alongside? So, Griezmann. So yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't. I couldn't pick Griezmann. He was already there. I picked. Uh, is Mother. it basically along the lines of the film Goal? That's the way it's basically yeah. at home, And he ends it? up now and I'm sure he's going to get an England call-up or whatever it is and all that kind of crack. And he, and no, but it's, it's much deeper than that. He has like a half-sister and all this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His, his deadbeat dad is starting to come to the fore when he, he's out is, in is uh, de- California. His deadbeat dad has saved his career. He's not even listening. Like. But another great thing, as I mentioned it to you last week, uh, which we obviously should go to, uh, we were at the Shamrock Bowl there last Sunday. Yeah. But just to, before we get to that, um, 
yeah, there's a kind of kind of more to the sofa side of things uh, when you're messing with your mates uh, in the just the general one-off kickoff games where there's going to be like you can only score from outside the box. You get two uh, points. Yeah, or house rules. You can only score. Yeah, house rules, or you can only score headers and volleys, or the first to three, or you turn the ref off and all the. Oh it, Jesus! It's, it's uh, throwing it back to people. Uh, <laughs> now he's back. <laughs> what was it? Called? FIFA Street. It's, yeah, it's, they're it's, bringing it's some of the elements of FIFA. I think they're bringing back a five side thing as well. In it, it, I think. it is five side. No? Oh, is there? The, oh, the is whole there? you can only score from outside of the boxes. No, but there, no. no, but there, even in eleven v eleven, there is all that. It's double points. Sorry, it's double points for outside, outside the, the box, box and stuff. Yeah. In, and then there's the survival one where you say 11 v 11 nice That's score and you lose a player and all that kind yeah. of crack yeah I never liked FIFA Street Soccer I always thought that was rubbish I didn't really play too yeah. much I don't think no, I, ever, be I don't think I ever did if they do it now it might be better well it was in it, it was in the journey that we you know you'd swear this show was sponsored by EA Sports <laughs> but it, really it is it's gonna up. it's gonna ramp up over the next few weeks They're, everyone's gonna be they're gonna be releasing the top player stats and all. Yeah. And it was the same last year around this time every every, every week we mention it for some reason or another because the players get involved even and I, yeah. you'll see David a lot Moyler of them getting involved pace. now you, you, you will see have you seen that tweet from last year you know if, if you oh Jordan were, Henderson yeah he did he offer Jordan Henderson a race? Because he wasn't happy. He didn't mind being 69. He said, I've no problem with that. But his pace was like 60. And he's like, Jordan Henderson, there's no way I play that song. There's no way he's faster than me. If I get 20,000 retweets, yeah, Jordan well, said he'd uh, go on a race. plays FIFA now and posts it on YouTube. And if you do that, you get something called a pro player card. And all your stats are 99. And he yeah. tweets out, that's the biggest card upgrade by a long shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He went up by 30. Oh, uh, there you go. So, uh, Shamrock Bowl. special coming up. The Shamrock Bowl last week in Tala Stadium, uh, the Cork Admirals against the Dublin Rebels. Jeez, we had a great time. Um, and thanks very much to Arla and all the gang at the AFA. Uh, first time in Tala, actually, would you believe? Which is shocking enough. Because um, obviously I'm not a big fan of the Rowers. He's going to all complain somewhere. I don't care. Um, what did you make of Tala, though? That was great ground. And obviously you can see the third, uh, the third stand behind the, whichever got what, the goal to our right. I don't know what end it is. But... Um, uh, it, was, it was a slow build, it was a slow burner at the start to go obviously typical probably potential final feeling each other out uh, Dublin Rebels very much a running team Cork Admirals had a good quarterback with a decent arm and they were very much looked like they were in control for was it the four, three quarters three wasn't quarters, it three quarters yeah and then the Rebels just came alive with um, I can't think of his name now was it Winston I can't think of his surname I can't this running that. back and he just I think he ran about 60-70 yards got the first touchdown then they ran again immediately nearly got a yeah. second one then pounced but what's that uh, Hayes was it Stephen Hayes I'm yeah not sure I think the quarterback for Cork Admirals great I, I, arm unbelievable unbelievable not, like some serious good throw if I could remember what the number 34's name was uh, his running game was brilliant for, for <laughs> yeah, the Admirals yeah, but yeah. all in all probably the, the good Cork probably deserved good fun. Yeah. probably deserved it just about from their overall play just a pity in the circumstances for the Dublin Rebels a heartbreak Rebels, yeah. it was a punt and uh, a bit of a fumble with the punt and then he went to go a second time and it hit the back of one of his own players and it just fell to the ground and one of the guys just fell on top of it and they got the win. 18-14. Anyone who sees any of the American football games throughout the year, do go and have a look because it actually is a great watch. Listen, like final, go and see it live. Yeah, go and see it live because it it was really, really good. We, hopefully now, we're talking about the Irish Wolfhounds who will be playing the Belgian Barbarians in October and we hope to get a, a little bit more feedback from people in the sport about that game and hopefully go to the game and cover uh, uh, either live or partly live uh, just record. just throw it in you remind me when you mentioned brought Tala uh, Bazanu it's official yeah 400k 400k in summer yeah so he's um, going to get his to do his leaving yeah 
So and it just is, before we finish, it's officially official. Just before we finish, clear your throat. <clears throat> Aim and Dunphy, go. I, I knew it. Come Give on. me something to say. No, just get, no, into, no. Your, just get into your inner Dunphy. No, 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 no. You see, yeah, it's Wes Houlihan, baby. Now, it's all about Wesley. Now, yeah, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see the soul of Eamon Dunphy leaving there. Because I'm telling you now, only for we should have done this Facebook Live, lads. He was literally looking at the microphone and he closed his eyes for a split second. And I definitely seen his body jolt a little bit as if Eamon <laughs> came in. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> okay, listen, that's us for this Happy week. Happy Holy Week, everybody. We will, we'll talk to you next week.